This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, here we go. I got four things. Genesis chapter thir- 3, uh, verse 20, and it says here, And Adam called his wife's name Eve, okay, because she was the mother of all living. And Eve means really life giver. And so here we go. My first point of three, mothers are life givers. And I don't just mean physically, um, you know, the mothers have a way of bringing life to situations, their children, um, their, the communities they're a part of, their, their families, their homes, uh, their sons, their daughters. There's something about a mother that brings life. Mother to all living. That word living in the Hebrew actually also means, it's very interesting, the, the mother of all living. That word living in the, and we're going to get back to this at my last point, but that word in the Hebrew means congregation or community or company. So there's something about a mother being in a community of family. She brings life to the community. She brings life to the congregation. She brings life to the family. You are, mothers are called to bring life. I just want to thank you for bringing life to our lives. For bringing, uh, for bringing us life, for being the giver of life. That's why he called her name Eve. Somebody find a mother in here, look at her and say, hello Eve, call her. And, and we're not, you know, hello Eve. Um, and so they're life givers. We honor them because of that. Um, and I'll get into this as I preach this message. My relationship with my mom wasn't always all that good and my attitude towards her wasn't always great because of some of the mistakes she had made. I don't say that to dishonor her. I say that that's the reality of my experience and my relationship with my biological mother. We're, we're, we have a relationship now and, and, and we get along and we do life together to some degree, but I had some struggles in my relationship with my mom. Many of you know somewhat of my story and the brokenness of the home I came up in, um, but that should never take away the fact that I honor her because she is, in a sense, the one that has given me life. Amen? And so, uh, and so we want to honor our moms. Has anybody ever done anything foolish that saddened your mother? Any, yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Um, has any, you know, and, and, and so I have a few things, <laughs> a few, uh, that I've done that have saddened my mother. It's interesting, my mom would get sad and my dad would get angry. <laughs> But there's something about a mother that is saddened, and this is my second point. We're going to get through this quick, because I know you guys want to go hang out with your moms and eat, right? Uh, maybe that's what I want to do. <laughs> but um, but this is my second point, is mothers are grieved by foolishness. Come on, mama, say amen. Come on, mamas. <laughs> when your sons are acting foolish, foolishness, my wife even used that word when the kids are acting up. What is this foolishness? My mom, you, that's one of the words in my, wi- my wife's vocabulary. Uh, this, you know, foolishness, right? And so look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. Here it is. It's in the Bible. The proverb of Solomon, a wise son makes, his, makes a glad father, uh, but a foolish son is the grief to his mother. Daughters too. Daughters too. Not just sons. Any daughters out there have done anything foolish that grieved your mother? Yes. Some of you are a little too happy about that. You're like, whoop, yes, 
<laughs> yes, I've done that. Right? And so isn't that so mothers, there's something in a mom that checks our foolishness. Mothers just know it. They smell it when you walk in the door. Mothers are intuitive creatures. They know who you've been hanging out with when you walk in the door. Wives too. Wives have a way. Women in general just know things. Women are scary like that. They just know. They just flat out know that when they ask what's wrong, you're like, it's like they're like piercing you through with those eyes. They feel it. Come on, mothers. This is for you this morning. Say amen, moms. But a foolish son is the grief of her mother. We need moms to check us in our foolishness. I know none of you do foolish things. But that's what moms are for. Ever since you, when you're a baby, older, whatever, I'm going to encourage moms. I know moms, you give, your opinion isn't always asked for or welcomed, but I'm here. I'm the pastor. I have the microphone. Mamas, keep telling your kids when they're being foolish. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, we need, there's something in a mother that grieving is important. We need our mothers to grieve when we do stupid things. Somebody say amen. You didn't think this was going to be the message, huh? Come on, some of you doing foolish things. You're not going to call your mom yet. You're scared of your mother. Anybody just scared of your mom, right? No, I'm just, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm scared, scared of her. There's something about a mom, right? But, but this is the thing, the grieving. I just want to say thank you, moms, for grieving when we did dumb things. Thank you for caring. What is grieving is that she cares. If she doesn't grieve, it's because she don't care. It's because she cares. If anybody cares, it's going to be your mama. Come on, somebody. I know those times when you're young, young, and you know everything, and you're going to circle back one day and be like, my goodness, forgive me, mama, for acting like I knew everything. Any mamas here had some kids go through a phase where they knew everything. How about right now? They still think that, come on, mamas, this is, yes, all right? They, you know, but thank you, moms, for feeling. Thank you, moms. This is, this is um, from, from us to you today, moms. Thank you for hurting when we do dumb things. Thank you for actually caring when we've been foolish. Look at Proverbs chapter 23, verse 25. It says, let your father and your mother be glad and let her who bore you rejoice that there's a joy we can give our mothers when we act right. When we do right, when we don't get into foolishness, and when we do, that's what mothers are there for. Come on, let's make our moms proud. Amen? Let's make them proud of us. Let, let, you know, let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. All right, and that's going to be as a result of, of our behavior, you know? Um, has anybody, is anybody out there thankful for all that your mom has done for you? Yeah? Sometimes we have to remind ourselves um, and be thankful for everything our mothers have done. And like I said before, my attitude towards my mom hasn't always been good. I got saved when I was 17 and I grew up in a home. Many of you know this, that are a part of this community. Uh, where there was drugs and alcohol given to me when I was six years old and I was doing that stuff as a six-year-old and um, 
my stepdad, the gentleman my wife married, uh, uh, sexually abused me and my siblings as young children. Now that wasn't necessarily her fault. I, I, she was never in the room when it happened, but that is the environment I grew up. My wife, my, my wife, I was about to say my wife liked to party like, no, my, my, my mom, I have my mom. I get them confused sometimes. I don't know why. Anybody have, I, I don't know, I'm married now. I don't know what it is. No, like, look, relax. It's a common mistake. I don't know why I'll be on the phone with my mom and be like, what's up, babe? I'm like, what did I just say? Uh, ew. Like, I ew, Lord, forgive me. Wash me clean. <laughs> uh, but um, but my, mom, my mom used to party a lot, right? When I was growing up, like, it was just normal. Weed in the house, kung fu theater on, and then, yeah, that's what, that's what my mom liked to watch. Uh, and, and, and just rolling joints right there in front of us, you know? And uh, so that environment... Um, and not that she did anything, I, I can't say that, but just the environment I came up in, and, and I'm just telling you just maybe some of my struggles, and I understand not everybody's relationship, and nobody's relationship with their mom is perfect, but it should never take away honor, um, it should never take away honor, and as a believer, uh, God will work in forgiveness, and I had to work out my forgiveness with my mom, and there were times even after I got saved and married, I remember being, having dinner with my mom, my and just my language, with, <laughs> she's smiling, my language with my mom wasn't all that great. I, I'd get contentious, and my wife would grab me by the thigh and inflict pain on me. And, I, and she was like, you know, you better stop it, right? And so, be, and what's that showing me that there's things I still had to deal with in relationship to my mom, still had some stuff going on in there uh, when I was younger, um, and uh, there's, there's amazing things uh, my mom did. You know, she took us all to Disneyland when I was five. This is when we lived in Northern California and, and did things like that. And I appreciate it. This is cool. Like, and some of you might say, well, I, you know, you guys live around, you from around here. So you're like, I've been to Disneyland my whole life. But back then it was a big deal. It was like, man, she brought us and um, did all that fun stuff with us and helped us, helped me. She, my mom's the one that helped me uh, ride a bike without training wheels, you know. And, um, and all that kind of stuff. But when I got to a certain age, I think because of her own struggles, her own, her own personal struggles, her, you know, partying and, and the dudes she was hanging out with, you know, all kind of just cowboys <laughs> coming in and out. Like, just, we were out in the woods up in Northern California, literally. So you just get some characters, man. This one dude she hung out with named Wendell, like, he shot himself in the foot. And that was, like, his story, you know what I'm saying? It was like, and he had a limp, you know, like, these are kind of just... No, this is the kind of environment I came up in, okay? This is my story. And through this process is kind of the bitterness that kind of uh, started to well up in me even as a young man. And then I got saved and God began to heal me. Uh, in one situation, my, mo my mom just couldn't take care of us. Me, uh, I was six, I was seven. My, my sister was five and Zari was nine. And... Um, so we actually, the reason why I say I'm from San Jose, San Francisco Bay is because uh, my, my mom put us on a bus and sent us to my dad's for the summer. Um, and, and so we came to San Jose to live with my dad. And the next day, my dad uh, married this woman because he wanted a place for us to live. And so that was the whole context of that marriage. So I show up one day, and the next day they were married. And it was because he was scared that we wouldn't have a place to live. Because my mom didn't, had no intention of taking us back. So it was like, 
in a sense, as a kid, as after I learned, I was like, dang, mom, just like put us on a bus. And back, th- like, I don't think you can now. You can't put a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old on a Greyhound, two different buses legally. So we're rolling in a Greyhound, seven years old. And we were some dirty little kids, okay? And we, we just were like, out of the country, just, you know, it was flip-flops on. Like, where are you going? My dad's house. And the, where's, your, where's your parents? Uh, well, dad's in San Francisco. We're supposed to. And literally, the bus driver was like, look, okay, you're going to sit with this adult. Zari, you're going to sit with her. And my sister's name's Andre. You're going to sit with her. We literally illegally got shipped from this small country town in Northern California to San Francisco. Okay? And so, how many of you know that? After learning that, at the time, we're like, yeah, we're going to dad's house. Like as a kid, I didn't get it. I look back and I see the thing play out. That caused some bitterness. Cause, and then I had to learn to say, you know what? My mom just couldn't. She had her own struggles. But that should never take away the fact that I honor her. And I'm thankful. And we have a relationship now. But you can see that kind of my root. So as a result of that relationship with my mom, I always long for that mom-son relationship. And then the, the woman, you guys are like, dang, this is an intense Mother's Day. Uh, uh, wow, I was hoping you just, you know, talk about Hannah or something, right? Uh, but, but, you know, moms are life givers. And, and some of you, maybe yours isn't as intense as mine. Maybe yours is a little crazy. I bet if we started to go around the room, be like, okay, I ought to be a little more thankful maybe. But, but we all have our own stories, but I long for that. And then the, the woman my dad married at, when I was seven, that next day after we ended up in San Jose, California, she, she had her whole list of issues herself, manic, depressive, uh, alcoholic. And so that just brought a whole other era of craziness all up until I was in high school and so my relate on that level and so I get saved and God begins to work on my heart and kind of and it wasn't that um that I was overtly hateful towards my mom but it was hard to process loving her somebody say amen and so and so as God began to work on me has restored some things in me and still working on me and so in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 11 says this there is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother so that was me right there there is a generation that curses its father and curse just means really to despise or treat with contempt or esteem lightly or to simply dishonor and I want to here's my third point here is we're blessed when we honor our mothers when we honor our mothers there's a generation that curses their mother we don't want to raise a generation to do that when I'd get around friends that really loved their mom and their mom was around a lot Man, that was something for me to go, dang, this is awesome. She brings you food? Like puts it on. I had this friend I grew up in the elementary school, junior high, Alex Del, Alex Del Castillo. And it was, he introduced me to tacos. And like proper ones. <laughs> and beans and rice. His, his mom was four foot eleven. And literally, like we were taller than her. And I was little. 
But Frances was an amazing woman. And man, I would stay at Alex's house for like two weeks at a time. Like, what is this? Does this white boy have parents? Because my house was crazy. But Francis just brought me in. Man, I was always over there. I was the token white boy friend at Alex Del Castillo's house. And like, then I, like they would put like the proper Mexican plate of food with the rice and the beans and the tortillas. But the, and as a, a white kid from the sticks, literally from childhood, uh, I didn't see anything in the, talk, in, the, in the tortilla. And I'm like, am I supposed to do this? You know what I mean? Because my whole, and then no, he showed me you roll up the tortilla by itself. Come on, Hispanic, say amen. And you kind of, anybody, am I right about that? Come on now. And so I learned from a young age. And so, and so there was something about seeing that mother and this, you know, this mother and her son, you just saw it. She, you know, she always called him mijo. And when he would do fullness, adios mijo, adios mijo. Right? I was like, this woman cares. I'm like, man, I want me a little Mexican mom, man. <laughs> so growing up, you know, that was something that I just absorbed that. I was like, oh my gosh. I have my dad in my life, but, but there was a mom. I just, it just didn't quite work out for me. And so in the kingdom of God, in the king, let's look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 20. It says, whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in darkness or obscurity. There's certain things you can't get traction in in life, people, if, if you live a life of, of cursing authority. That, that this is God's method of blessing. And whether they did it all right or not, but I'm going to be a blessing to my mom. When she gets home from her cruise, thanks for inviting us, mom. But when she get, we're going to take her out to dinner. Uh, you know, whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. His lamp. This speaks of purpose. Speaks of, and, and that word deep darkness means obscurity. Meaning you're going to, if, if we curse our mothers and despise them and, and treat them with contempt, God will shut off what he's called you to do quickly. He will, he will turn that light out quick. Come on, somebody. We, we want to be a people of honor regardless of how we were treated or not treated. Honor. Dishonor is never an option. Dishonor is never an option. You know, look at ver uh, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22. Notice all this stuff about moms. It's in Proverbs. This is the wise thing to do, church. This is the wise. Listen to your father. Somebody say amen. Everybody say, listen to your father, Nico. Say, come on, say, everybody say this when we say, Gia, listen to your father. <laughs> people are, who are these people? They're my, that's my son and my daughter. Thank you. Uh, listen to your father who begot you. I should say that to them. Listen to your father who begot you. Total, what a horrible upbringing, like to be subjected to King James. As I have said unto thee, my son. Go and get me a cup of water from the refrigerator and return swiftly and the blessing shall rest on you. <laughs> hey, I like that. I'm feeling it. Listen, listen to your father who begot you and do not despise or curse your mother when she is old. There's no old moms in here. There's no old moms. 
I look up the word old in the Hebrew. I'm sorry it means old. I'm sorry it means old. But you're, there's no old. You're just seasoned. You're wise. Come on, say amen. No old, there's no old people in here. No, but but don't, dis, don't curse her when she is old. Be a blessing to your mom as much as you can, however you can. Bless that woman. You are here because of her. Bless that woman and be a blessing to her. All right? And do not despise your mother when she is old. Our communities are better because of mothers. Our, 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 let, let's admire appreciate and cherish our moms you, you might say well my mom gets on my nerves she's supposed to that is in her job description she's fulfilling her role don't make it a bigger deal than it is you know why she does that because she cares she's gonna get on your nerves she's your mom and some of you might <laughs> I see some young folks sitting next to their mom I'm not not over there not over here it's not over here just, I felt it in the spirit somewhere. She was like. It's okay, I'm not going to look over there. You guys don't know who I'm talking about anyway. You don't even know. But our communities are better because of our mothers. Ser seriously here, let's admire, appreciate, and cherish our moms. Why? Why? Because, because we're blessed when we honor our mothers. There is a blessing on it. There is a blessing on our life when we honor and today we're talking about mothers there is a blessing that will come on me as a grown man because I honor the Bible says it's one of the Ten Commandments honor your mother and your father so that you can live long on the earth because if not if you don't honor her she will kill you I'm just kidding I'm just kidding but it says I'm just joking lighten up it's Mother's Day this is like a fun day all right it's like, you ought to be happy. It's Mom's Day. All right? Um, so you, there is a blessing on it. There is a blessing on it. Regardless of how she did or didn't do, there's a blessing on honoring. It's going to bless her, but it's going to bless you. Because you, if you want to live long, honor's got to be a part of your life. If you, want, if you want your lamp to shine, if you want your purpose to be fulfilled, honor must be on that road. The, you know, there is no, no long-term success on the path of dishonor ever. It doesn't work anywhere. But honor, before, um, before honor is humility, honor brings a blessing. Honor has a reward on it. My goodness. We ought to jump at the chance to honor because God will bless us when we do it honor one another amen hallelujah there's there's always seems to be something missing when I am alone with my kids <laughs> there's always and when my wife gets home she finds out what wasn't done right because I am not their mother praise God <laughs> you know there's something that mom here brings that and look, I am fully capable, okay? I am a grown man. I can do this. My wife's about to go out of town. Please pray for me. I think this is the longest she's going to go out of town. For real. Any guys want to hang out this week, let me know. <laughs> Come over and we'll just make a mess of the thing together. 
<laughs> I need some help. For real. For real. Like, I'll have a half day with the kids because of our work schedules, you know. It's like, it, it, she goes to work really early in the morning. I'm, and like, I am so glad when she calls me on her way home. I'm like, where are you? What, like, what exit? <laughs> There's something that moms bring that dads don't do that. Come on, somebody. That there's, a, there's something about a mom that just brings something to a home. A mom brings that. Fathers bring something unique, and that's next month. Pastor Johnny Thompson is going to be preaching on Father's Day, by the way. Woo-woo. And then Crystal Gale's preaching the Sunday after that. Sorry, little plug about next month. We're actually going to be doing a series next month called Family Matters. And we're going to talk about family okay and 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 pastor johnny's going to be here on father's day he's such a father in in this house the sanctuary and he's his heart he's has amazing kids himself he's actually uh born and raised right here in la so um this and he's always encouraging me sorry this is mother's day message but he's always encouraging me about sexuality he's texting me and so encouraged by what's happening and so he's an amazing man of God. Can't wait to have him here on Father's Day. But there's something unique about a mother that look at moms. I want to encourage you. you. You just, your presence and what you bring is already there in you. You don't have to try so hard all the time. Just be that. You know, you know what you bring. Your influence is powerful in the home, in your children, your influence is powerful. I believe moms have way more influence than they think. You realize even one of the, you know, in this whole revelation, there's a lot of books out about the, the seven mountains in society. One of them is family. Guess who reigns on that mountain called family, folks? It's called mom. That, that, that is something in society. You realize that if we always talk about the city a lot, but we can't touch the city if, if, if families aren't touched first. Because, and, and families aren't going to be touched without moms. But there's something in the home. It starts in the home, in the family. If, if, if we're a part of the kingdom, then, then this is the city of God. Then our families, our homes are the villages, if you will, and moms rule the villages and look at this scripture here this is my last scripture judges chapter 5 verse 7 this is about deborah village life ceased it ceased in israel until i deborah arose arose a mother in israel the nation of israel needed a mother and village life village life is this is you know, it really, what the, if you look that up, it really is a place, and I know this is common sense here, but it's a place, it's a community without walls. And so we are advancing the kingdom of God, but we can't advance the kingdom of God if we don't have mother, mothers rising up so that village life can happen, so community can happen. And this is my last point. There is no community without mothers in it. All right? If, if it's all just a bunch of men, that's just, that's just a hangout. And there won't be napkins. <laughs> Depending on what dude you're around. 
But there's something about in this nation that in the nation of Israel at this time, Deborah was a mother in Israel, a spiritual mother, a community leader. She was a prophetess, spiritually gifted. She was also a judge. In, in Hebrew times, that was not a common thing for a mother to be a prophetess and a judge and to rule in that space. Until she rose up as a mother, there was a deficiency in the nation because a mother didn't take her place. And I would say here, even in our Christian community here, even in our Christian community, that there is no community without mothers in our community without mothers present, women of God being nurturers and mothers in this environment of community. The word mother there, it means the bond of the family or the glue. Mothers are the glue of community. Women rising up as mothers in communities. That village life ceased. It's a small knit community without walls. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel. And what villages were were just a were a smaller portion of people in a given area that something wasn't happening until a mother rose up. And then even as we're launching our connect groups, that those environments that are focused on relationships with people. We need mothers in our connect groups. I would say more than anything, there's something about a small group, a village, that a mother in that space is so powerful. It's a bond of the family. So even in a church family, what I'm, I'm here to tell you, what binds us together is the mothers in this community. There's a place that men have, the leadership, the, the forward advancement, Maybe coming with uh, just more, maybe uh, bringing what they bring. The, the guidance, the provision even spiritually, if you will. The, um, the discipline of things that the Father brings, right? Um, and that, yes, there's love and there's affirmation and identity that men of God bring. But there is a bonding mechanism in mothers that men can't do that mothers do it fathers don't do it mothers do it mothers connectors and so when we honor mothers our community will thrive because you're honoring the ones that are anointed to keep us together moms have a way of like when the, my two kids fight, my, my approach is different. Crystal Gale's approach, she, I don't know, it's, it's supernatural. Her ability to navigate the disagreement is different than mine. And she has this way that keeps them together as a mother. And we... we we want to honor mothers because they're amazing and beautiful and everything they've done. Oh my goodness. I don't want mom's job. I can't do it. I am incapable. Just like Michael said, he'd prefer to be at work. It's just, it's just not, you know. Uh, and, but we honor 
when we honor them, communities thrive. If this community thrives, I can, I can guarantee you this right now, it's because mothers are being honored. Because they, they are mothers. They gather. They connect. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.